everybody. Welcome back to Wings with Friends, live at the Southside Tavern in Flagstaff, Arizona. Thank you so much. We are so excited to be podcasting live from the Big Pine Comedy Festival here in Flagstaff. I am so lucky and happy to be here with a really great comedian and guest and just an all-around good guy, Carlos Rodriguez. Hey. Welcome. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. How are you? I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying. Well, what are we? Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We're in day four. We're day four. We're day four here at the, at the Big Pine Festival. Yes. How's it been going for you? It's been, uh, it's, it's been a really, really smooth. There's been a lot of stuff going on, but it's been really smooth. So, it's amazing. Yeah, I've been actually like it's it just everything's been bleeding into each other. Like mm -hmm. it's been like I'm like oh okay oh I gotta be here now or like and everything then, but a nap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just uh, uh, I ended up yesterday though I, I called it I called it an early night I called it early night which means it was one o'clock in the morning and I got to sleep I got a good rest. So what did you do with this early night? Did you uh, oh did, what did you do to, with that? I went to I went to Jimmy John's because Jimmy John's closed at three in the morning. Yep. And it's over by the by the, by the hotel. Yeah. So it's like it's a it's only like five hundred feet away. So I was like what? So I walked over there and uh, I got a sandwich and and, uh, and chips and I put the chips in the sandwich because that's how it's nice. done. <laughs> oh yeah. Once once you do that, you can never go back. Yeah, it's so yeah. So I had that, and then uh, and I, a cookie, and because um, I'm a child, because uh, yeah, because I eat like a preschool kid, I have to have a cookie with all my meals, <laughs> and um, and then uh, I went and watched The Office like a champ. Nice on Netflix. Yeah, on Netflix. That sounds like a really nice night. I, I should have done that. I'd I would be dating myself. <laughs> yeah. As long as you keep your hands to yourself, you know that's good. Um, no, that sounds really nice. And you probably need to have one down night here. Yeah. If we're gonna be here for like five days, I think, or whatever long, yeah. uh, you probably you gotta you gotta pace yourself. Um, I am I. I say that, but I'm not doing it. Oh yeah, you're not. Are you just you just on the go? Just been going crazy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I I just been busy, but I want to get the most out of it. It's just once a year, you know. Well, what's your what's been your favorite thing so far? Oh my gosh, everything's been really good, but um, I did the spec script podcast yesterday. Okay. And I had this? never heard of it, and I was really glad to be a part of it. And it's a podcast where somebody writes a spec script for a show, uh -huh. and then we read the script. And the script, the script for this episode was an episode of Empire. Okay. And it was really funny. It was she had written it so cleverly. It was almost a farce on Empire. Yeah. You know what? Like I'd listen to that. That's one of my biggest fears. Like okay, like like let, let's hypothetically. I know this is never gonna happen, so it has to be hypothetically. Say and make it right. Um, <laughs> when you make it. <laughs> and so, so when when they want, I'm like, okay, if we ever do a table read, I am scared to read out loud. <laughs> I'm afraid because I will. I'm afraid I will mess up a word or say something because I'm because uh, I because I uh, when I read I have to read things five times over because I'm yeah. super ADD. So it's like I'll like I'll read and I'll start seeing a word. And I'm like, oh, that, that word's cute. And also before I know it, I'm thinking about trees and fairy tales. And then I got to come back and I'm like, oh, I'm done with the paragraph and I didn't understand anything I read. So. I w and then I feel like if I they'll think I'm an idiot because I can't pronounce a word. Oh, they're here. The Some wings are here. That's why I got all yeah. quiet. I was like, yeah, we're like oh. <laughs> I was like, I lost everyone's attention. Okay. Um, at least you know that about yourself, yeah. right? So then you can prepare and kind of do better. Um, let's talk about some wings real quick, and then we're going to get into nibbling on some wings, which okay. we don't normally do live on the podcast, but hey, when in Flagstaff. Um, I'm a little away from the mic. Do you, 
do you eat wings in your real life? Do you like wings? Um, I just recently started liking wings. I never did before. Why? Because I feel like it's too much work for little reward. I've heard that before. Yeah, I've heard I, it. I just think it's like you're like you got it's it's all this and then and you're a mess and you're still hungry. Um, so and then I, I, they're like sunflower seeds to me. <laughs> it's all that work for a little reward but I uh I'm, I'm, i started the keto diet and so oh, yeah. yeah so that worked for me well and then it's a really easy thing to get when you when there's like a lot of these fire fire wings or you yeah. know uh, uh, wing stop shops and stuff like that and it's really just convenient right now all right so wings are just making you a better person i guess oh uh, yeah yeah <laughs> one more thing before we get into the wings we didn't even talk about you're a comedian Oh yeah, I'm and where are you based? How long have you been doing comedy? Uh, I am I am based out of Sacramento, California, and I've been doing comedy now for um, I've been doing comedy straight for eleven years. Dang! But three years I was doing it gay. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. It's, so you're bi? <laughs> yeah. No, I I had started when I was sixteen, and I stopped when I was about twenty, okay. and then I came back at twenty six, and I just been doing it now. Uh, yeah, twenty six, and I've been doing it now ever since then, consistently for eleven years. Good, so, good, yeah, good. Started, so now, you, like, perspective young. and, like, you got this mature voice now, and, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got this, like, Sean Connery uh, come approach to it. Nice. Can we pause it just for uh, just a second while we get some wings, and then we're going to resume it back? Yeah. All right. Sound good. All right. We're back. Uh, we took a little break so that we could nibble on some wings, and you guys didn't go crazy listening to us chew. Mm -hmm. um, we got two of our four flavors, and I believe, what were these? This was, what did you taste? I tasted, uh, I just tasted a spicy one, and then uh, you said sweet chili, so I just believed it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? It tastes more like a teriyaki to me. It does. Okay, yeah, you're right. I feel like they just give you what they want to give you. Yeah, they're just like... <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're like my mom. <laughs> yeah. You eat what I give, give you, you, Mary. Yeah. It's not a restaurant, goddammit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it knows it's a restaurant, Mary. You eat what I give you, and then I complain, and then I love it. <laughs> That's pretty much how food is. What's, what's your heritage? Said. I'm Mexican. Okay. And white. Okay. Cause so my mom's Mexican. The, yeah. <laughs> what about you? What are you? I'm, I'm straight up Mexican, but it's all washed out. Yeah, I'm, I'm third generation. I, I, you know, uh, it's done. I'm like only what second generation, but it got washed out early. Yeah, you speak Spanish? Uh, a little. Yeah, yeah, me too. I speak a little. Bit. I could, I could save my life, but I can't hold a uh, conversation. I can barter. I can sell a suit in Spanish, and I can like buy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I could survive. <laughs> I feel like I learned all the Spanish I need to know from this one commercial that uh, I used to watch on the Spanish Channel with my mom, mm -hmm. and it was for a small airline. And at the end of the commercial. The, the two pilots in the cockpit would turn around and go, Nadia, abuela, mas barato. <laughs> and that's where I learned, like, caro, barato. Cheap and expensive, you know. You're yeah. a teacher. <laughs> anyway. Mm -hmm. So we were talking about you and your comedy and mm -hmm. then your, you know, how you feel about wings. Um, I noticed, did you get all drummies or did you get the wing or I the got, flat? Yeah, I got all drums. Is that your preference? Yeah. Because, I don't know, man, the... Um, the uh, what's it? Flat. There's there's three types: flats, drums, and wing. Right. The wing is the flat. Right? Okay, the wing is the flat. Call okay. Them paddles. We got more food. Thank you so much. Yeah. We're rich with fried food. There it and is. Those, let's have those fries. There we go. Oh, this is the dry rub. Oh, yeah. Let's see. And you, you, I see you take nothing but the flats. I do. I do. And um, it oh, is more stick. work though. Um. It is a lot more work. But I. And there's a, the the vein. I see That's vein. what I don't like. Yeah. I think the drummies have that, and I oh, I'm, really? I've never been a good meat on the bone person. Oh really? Oh, I got French fries. Oh yeah, that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> so you like the drummies then? Do you do the ranch or blue cheese? I think I like the drummies. I, I gotta stop. I'm, I'm saying it like you say it. The drummies. I gotta say it like masculine. I like the drums. Um, 
Oh, that's. <laughs> what is that? Oh, dang. This what is like is barbecue. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it just They one really of these just ones. gave us whatever they wanted. Yeah. The. Uh, I like the drum because it reminds me of cartoons. <laughs> I think that's why I like it. Like like eating a chicken. I, mean, yeah. I feel like a big old giant. I feel like a, I will love him and hug him and rub him. You know what I'm like? <laughs> yeah. And then because uh, Disney had a had a Jack and the Beanstalk. Yes. Remember that? And him, that guy, he's like, fee fi fo fo fee fi fo fum. <laughs> yeah, so it reminds me of that. So I think that's like why giants. I like giants. Yeah. Um, I never thought about that. Did I already ask you, do you do the blue cheese or the ranch with yours, or do you just go straight? Meat and sauce or whatever. I just go straight, straight yeah. to meat. I don't. I'm very plain. Yeah. I eat cheeseburgers just meat and cheese and bacon. Mm. I don't. Bl- I I like that. I've been doing that lately too, where I'm like, just give me meat and cheese. It's really good. Yeah. How are you guys liking the wings? Yeah. Yeah. Yum. Nice. I, uh, right. yeah, I don't like condiments. Huh? I don't like condiments. Like I don't like ketchup. I don't oh. like mayonnaise, mustard. But and I just recently mustard? started liking like uh, sriracha and. Um, and barbecue sauce. That's like the only condiments I ever... Why is that? Um, I grew up poor. I was just going to say, were you poor? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I was telling somebody the other day, like, I like cold chicken and, and warm soda because we had no electricity. Oh. So I got used to it. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I do. I like warm Pepsi. People are like, that's gross. And I was like, I don't know. It just reminds me of summer when I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember for a stretch of time, we ate burritos like every night. And I would always be like, oh, mom, not burritos again. And oh. now it's like, mom, can you make me some burritos? Yeah. Can you make me 12 to cut, take home? Yeah. And they're the best things ever, but I didn't realize we were poor. <laughs> yeah, but they're so good. It's like, especially like when they make burritos, because they'll make whatever's in the refrigerator. So mm-hmm. it's like, you'll have like these uh, potato and, and chorizo burritos. And you're like, oh man, this is so boring and so, and so plain. But then after a while, you're like, oh, this is so good. And they're super feeling like... Two or three, you're like, I'm good. I'm yeah. Good yeah. I think the first time I had chilaquiles, my mm-hmm. mom makes them for me. And I was like, what? I always thought it was something she just put together, like made up. Mm-hmm. And then now they're everywhere. You know, I see them everywhere. And yeah. I just had some at Mardan's. On, men- on menus. Yeah, they're on menus now. Yeah. The Flagstaff restaurant called Mardan's has like the best chilaquiles. Really? I, stopped, yeah. I saw you got your post. I was there around the same time. Yeah, it's so good. What kind did you get? And I had, like, the red and green sauce mixed. That's what I was going to say, red yeah. or green sauce, yeah. Yeah, Christmas ones. All right, so this is Chili Killies with friends. <laughs> but I love talking about food, so it's mm-hmm. anything's fair game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fantastic. Um, tell me a little bit about your comedy. You said you've been doing it for 11 years. Mm-hmm. And, like, where do you perform? What's your voice like? What do you, you know, what is your passion to talk about? Uh, where do I, uh, okay, so, let me see, first question. Actually, like, five questions. Yeah, I know, <laughs> yeah, I was like, you're like, boom, 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 rapid, rapid, rapid. Uh, uh, I, um, I, I, I perform all over the place. Uh, uh, I started off in Sacramento, and I was telling you this earlier that, uh, yeah, are you from Sac? Manteca. Manteca, oh, what? Me, me, me. The 209. We're all related, this is so great. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so I, I started off in Sacramento, which is great because we have uh, three or four comedy clubs and they don't care if you work each other's. So, uh, and also, too, we uh, when I was coming up, we had a really good uh, open mic scene where actual people just would come and watch as opposed to just stand-up comedians. So, and we get a lot of time. And, cool. um, and the great thing about it was my home club, uh, one, of, one of them is uh, uh, Laughs Unlimited. And um, what happened was... Uh, Laps Unlimited would be, uh, it's, it's in Old Town Sacramento, and Old Town Sacramento is surrounded by hotels. So the great thing about that was that they would give out tickets for the hotels to come in and watch the show. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't do local references. So you had to start learning how to be a comedian. So 
because that's a that's a, what t- people tend to do when they first do stand up is local reference because everyone knows us so it's all common and we could just do that. So they were like, "I'm we're from Green Bay. We were coming in from a work retreat. We don't know what you're talking about. We don't know Manteca. We don't know how to reference that." So it's like, so then you definitely have to like come up with material that's that's uh, that's all inclusive, universal. Everywhere. Yeah, and that's a great skill to have though as you're getting started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said you like the road. You go out a lot on the road and travel. Yeah, yeah. So I'm. Uh, so before this, I was in Reno doing uh, the Laugh Factory, and then this week I'm here. Next week I'm headlining uh, Harvey's in Portland, cool. and then after that it's Seattle's Comedy Underground, and then after that it's L.A. Comedy Club in Las Vegas. Nice. And then, uh, and then some more shit too. But it's like I enjoy it because I like traveling. Yeah. So I. The reason why I got back into stand-up was because... So I stole a lot of money from this movie theater when I was, like, <laughs> 19. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, t- I, I, had an, I had enough money. I, I, I took off to Europe for, like, uh, three, four months. I was just fucking around. And um, I... Uh, I'm sorry. I'm chewing on thing. Oh, my God. Hold, no, keep going. This okay. is getting interesting. Uh, I, I told story, uh, uh, but... So I, I, uh, I had enough money to buy a car, and I was like, you know what? Why would I travel Sacramento? I can, you know, I had a buddy of mine who put the, uh, a bug in my ear about traveling the world, and I was like, yeah. So uh, I looked up, and this is like 2002, 2003. Yeah, cause yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> I looked up how a uh, uh, plane ticket. Plane ticket was like 850 bucks, and then I looked up uh, a Euro pass, and that was like another 800 bucks, and that was like a Euro pass for uh, at the time I think it was 18 countries in the EU. So basically, it's like this big train pass you can yeah. go all over the place, and it's for three months. And I was like, perfect. Oh, I was yeah. like, that'll work. So I, I bought a, a plane ticket, a Euro pass, and I took off, and I had a buddy who lived in London. So I went, I went and landed in London, and then I did Europe in sections. I did uh, the first central part, which I did it wrong. I did central first, and then I did uh, eastern, and then I did uh, uh, western. And... Um, and I just traveled all, and, and, uh, and oh, there's another thing. They just, the Euro had just come into play. So all like the Lira and all that stuff is all gone now, and the Euro came into play. So my dollar was strong now, nice. or than the, than the Euro at the time. So every dollar I had gained a quarter. So I took like, you know, like, so just say you took like two grand with you. Uh, now you have, uh, two, two, what was it? What did that be? I don't know, math. Uh, maybe? T- yeah, t- yeah. Yeah. So, and then so I was like, okay, great. And then I'm just fucking running around. And on top of that, oh, so I'm watching The Inconvenient Truth like years later. I don't know if you guys seen that documentary with uh, Al Gore. So I'm, yeah. yeah. So I'm watching that documentary at, the, at this movie theater. Uh, and, um, and, you know, Al Gore is like, uh, it's all about global warming. And he goes, and Europe experienced the most, uh, the, the hottest summer it's ever had. People were dying. They had, a, they had a chart of people that died and stuff like that. And they go, uh, in, the, in, in the summer of 2000. And two or something like that, and I was like, "Oh, that'd have been suck. That'd have sucked to been there." And I realized, "Oh shit, I was there." And was I, it hot? It was hot as shit. What? And I remember being like, uh, "There were people. There were people dying." I remember looking at the news and people were dying. And then they uh, they upcharged all the uh, the water, the bottles of water. I was walking around Paris and shit like that. Oh my gosh! By the way, I'm a poor ass kid from Sacramento. Like I shouldn't be there, you know. Mm-hmm. And so like I didn't even know shit. I didn't know geography at all. Cause uh, so I'm in London. And I think, and I'm telling this dude at a pub, I'm like, he's like, so, uh, he's like, so where are you going next, mate? And I'm like, I'm going to go um, to, uh, to Paris. And he goes, I, I, are you getting there? And I was like, I'm going um, to hitchhike. And he was like, he's like what about, what about uh, the channel? And I was like, what channel? And he's like, there's a, there's a body of water all the way there. And I was like, what? A body of water? I didn't know that London and Europe wasn't connected. 
<laughs> I thought I was going to be able to hitchhike all the way over there. And, um, and then I was on the train to get to, to, get to uh, Paris because you have to take from Dover to Calais. There's a, a ferry there. So I did that. And that's another thing, too. London and Europe aren't on the same time schedule. Mm. It's a, so they're an hour ahead. So it's like the time. That, it's so weird. So once you get on the boat, you go back. You got to change your clock an hour back or something like that. And so, um, so I'm, in the, I'm in the train. And uh, I'm going to Paris. And all of a sudden, the train stops at one point, And then it starts going a different direction. And I'm like, this doesn't feel right. And I started asking people. I was like, I was like, hey, is this is this is this train going to Paris? And this one French guy was like, Pardon, Monsieur. He's like, is this going to Paris? <laughs> and he goes, oh, no, 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 no. He goes, he goes, he said, he looked at me. He's like, Paris. And I go, Paris, Paris. He goes, Ah, Paris. And I was like, You fuck, yes. <laughs> like it's not that far off. Like you know that I know that I'll fucking say <laughs> with this. With, yeah. And then so I ended up getting off. Because there was a train. I was like, well, I'll just get on another train that's going back the other way. I got this Euro pass. It's free. Every, every train ride's free. So I, I get off, and I'm in this little town, this little village. And the thing about it is the train stop is literally in the middle of nowhere. You have to walk like a mile inland to finally get to the little village that they have, the little village that went on. So I walked in Sunday, and I was like, well, I guess I'm going to stay here tonight. And I'm looking for a hotel, and everything is closed. Like this Sunday, apparently everything was just closed. I went and found a police officer, and I was like, hey, man, I don't know where I'm at. I don't know what I'm doing. He was like, you know, he didn't speak English either. And I was like, oh, well, I'm fucked now. So I walked back out to the, to the train stop, and it's starting to get dark. And there's this abandoned train, and I'm like, okay, I guess that's where I'm going to sleep tonight. And then I was like, all right, I could do this, you know. And I was like, oh, but I started flipping out. I go, oh, but what if, like, France has like spiders I'd never heard of, and oh I'll just die. God. Yeah, because I don't like spiders. I'm not a fan of spiders. I was like, oh fuck. And then, um, and then I look in the thing, and it's like there's there's no more trains coming. And I was like, oh shit. And then I was like, oh, you know what? I'm I'm lo- you know, I'm lost. And I see a telephone. I go, you know what? I'll call 911. And then I was like, wait, I'm in I'm in France. Like, what if they don't have 911? And I was like, what is their 911? And I go, even if I did know it, like, what if I dialed it? What am I gonna tell them? You know? And are they gonna understand me? And I was like, well, okay. What if they find somebody? Like, okay, we got we got someone that can speak English in the office. We'll grab them, and they go grab them, and they're like, okay, what is it? Where are you at, sir? I'm gonna be like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, I don't know where I'm at. I'm in this village, and I'm wearing khakis, and I got a hoodie on. I, like, <laughs> and uh, there's like, a big spider. Yeah, I can't read any of the signs. I was like, I'm. Then I started realizing, like, oh shit, this is crazy. I am literally, and, and like you know, say illegal alien. Like, I am an alien. I can't oh. read the language. I can't write the language. I can't. I don't know where I'm at. I don't know who I. I don't know who I am. You know, <laughs> and I was like. And I was like, oh, man, I was like, God, please. I was like, I don't know what to do right now. And then all of a sudden, as I was, as I was sitting there, like, kind of praying, I seen this, uh, I, off in the distance, I see a light. And I'm just like, please let that be a train. And it was. What? It was a train. And I was like, all right. It was dark right now. Now, by that time, by this time, it's dark because I've been waiting a long time. And um, I was like, ah, oh, I hop in it, and I get off into the next town. And then there's a bigger town, and it has more stuff. And I end up getting a, a room and stuff. And then uh, I go to Paris the next day. But... That was my first day traveling, and I was like, "Oh, if I can get over that, this is gonna be fucking great." And then, oh, wow. and then they get to, and then after you do that, you figure out, you start learning how to speak French a little bit, and you start learning how to do the town. I was like, "Now I get to go do it now in Italy, and now I get to go do it now in Switzerland, and now I get to go do it now in Portugal." And after, and, and it was, so it was just so much right. entertainment. And at one point, like my very last trip, I'm sitting in, uh, I'm, I'm about to go home. This is now, it's like this is month like four, and I'm and I'm done. And you know how you have that transformation. 
from when you first start of like either stand up or anything that you do, you start college and you're just this new kid, you're looking around and you're not familiar with anything. Well, now I'm fucking pro, you know, I'm over here smoking cigarettes. Like, you know, it's like, you know, so now I'm being an asshole. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, so I'm, um, I'm sitting in the train station and these people are looking at this map, these two, this couple, this older couple, and they're looking at this map, and I'm just sitting there smoking a cigarette, and I'm sitting down on my bag now, you know what I'm saying? I'm not even using the benches, because, you know, fucking tourists use benches, <laughs> you know, because I'm so fucking world-traveled now, and I'm smoking a cigarette, and, uh, and, and, and by the way, I don't really smoke that much either, so this is like, uh, so it's such a trip, and I, I, I look, and I see what they're looking at, and they're trying to, they're, they're saying Rue, and Rue is street, you know, and they're like, we're trying to find the Rue, it's like over here, and I look, and I, look, and I, and I lean back to look at the map that they're looking at, and they're looking at a map up at the train station of, 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 of the Gore uh, Lion train station and I go and I walk over and I go where are you guys trying to go and they're like we're trying to get to this train and I was like this is the tra this train station map I was like come on with me so I take them over with me and I take them to the to you the, rob them to the <laughs> I wish I did um <laughs> I take him to the to the to the public transit map, and I'm like, "This is what you want." I go here. I go. I have a whole bunch of uh, transit tickets because when I first got there, I bought ten because they're like, "Oh, this is cheaper to buy it this way." But after a while, when you start traveling, I don't know if you guys ever traveled before or you, like backpacking, you don't. After a while, you don't use the public transit system. You start walking everywhere because everything is new and it's awesome to fucking like just be engulfed in the culture and in the and, and, and have a good time. So I didn't use any of the train tickets. I just started walking everywhere. Lost tons of weight, and then. Um, and uh, I was like, here, you guys go. You catch this, this line to the purple line to the blue line. You'll be fine. And they go, okay. And I go, where are you guys from? And they go, we're from Sacramento. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, go, yeah. I, go, I go, this is our, and I go, that's great. I was like, you guys have a good time. So, yeah, yeah. Please see me at Left's Unlimited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> come to my show. Oh, my gosh, that's fascinating. Yeah. I have a couple questions. Yes. One, how old were you when this was happening? You said 2002. I was 19. Oh, wow. I was 18, 19 years old. So you were fearless. Yeah, kind well, of. I mean, I come from a fucked up neighborhood, so it's like, you know, like, this wasn't, like... So you didn't feel unsafe ever? No. It was funny, too, because, like, when I landed, people were like, oh, my God, you're here, like, this is great, it's great. I was like, yeah, I go, it does, I don't have any, it's not, there was no fear, there was like, right. oh, this is kind of like, it sounds super corny, but it's like, oh, this is what I meant to do. Like, yeah, I get no, it. that's great. And so it's like, you know, I just, I, I enjoy the shit out of it. Oh my gosh, I'm so jealous because that's the time in your life when you should do that too, you yeah. know? Like, I, I feel like I missed out on that. I changed completely because I was like, when I landed and I was like, and then I kind of like, when I first seen Paris, when I first got there, it, it was the big uh, biggest city. I've never been to a big city like that because I, I didn't, I, I had only been to Sacramento and, and San Francisco and San Francisco's not a big city, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, when I got to Paris, it was so big and vast in every way. Tall, wide, yeah. long, as far as I can see. And it was like, this is insane. And I, I was just like, it didn't matter to me. Um, I've, I realized how small my town is and how small... Do you want to close that door? No, no, it's good. Oh, yeah. um, how small everything that my problems were. Oh. In town, I was like, every lost fight, parents' addictions, you know... You know, uh, just broken heart and shit. Uh, everything didn't matter because the world is so big and so vast, and you're just this little person in a little town, in a little city, in a little state in, on the world. And it just like blew my mind. I was like, oh, okay. Everything does it. It's nothing is so severe that it's just the end of the world. Oh my gosh, you learned like everything <laughs> you needed to know like, yeah. about life in that in that trip. That's amazing. I learned more in that trip and, than I did in four years or, or no seven years of high school. Yeah, no, so I had to check it before. Um, did you um, did you do comedy while you were doing that, or were you just traveling and exploring? I was just traveling and exploring. Nice. 
And then I got into, I got back into comedy because I, I had, because that's what I started doing. I got addicted to traveling. So I stopped doing stand-up. Because I, like I said, oh, I was yeah. around 16. I stopped at 19 or 20 because I got addicted to traveling. So I went off and, and then I went to, and I went to China and then I went to like Canada and, and then I went to Africa while I was there too. So <coughs> I, I started getting jobs and quitting jobs just to travel. I started funding my traveling. That was my new addiction. Wow. And then uh, I had never been to... The sta- I never been to the states, so, you know. I never been kicking it in the states, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna get back in stand up." Oh, can I cuss? I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was like, so I said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna get back in the stand up," <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna travel the 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 states and see everything that I want to see here. And so I'm, I've been doing that now for the past 11 years, and people are all like, you know, they're like, "Why aren't you famous?" You know, because you know, because I like doing stand up too. But it's like, you know, fame wasn't my goal. Yeah. My goal was to travel and to get paid everywhere I went, and that's kind of what I've been doing. So that is probably one of the. I hear this a lot. Mm-hmm. And I feel it a lot is like for us, what's famous, like there's people we're like, oh, my gosh, I love that comedian. They're so great. And they're a big deal to us. And then you tell like your coworker or your mom and they're like, I've never heard of them. And you're yeah. like, that doesn't mean anything, mom or whoever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of hard. But no, like there's successful comedians making a living. Dude, uh, you've never heard of Bill Burr's. Right. Right. They're, they're not household names, but yeah, they're like Kevin Hart or like. Yeah. They have to be like, like, like super, super big. It's a crazy thing, like for your, because that's how you gauge famous. That's how yeah. you gauge fames. If your parents know who you're talking about, right, right, right. You know, because they know Seinfeld, they know Kevin Hart, they know they're like, oh, that guy's famous. But it's like, I'm good. Like if my mom doesn't know who Bill Burr is, but I was like, if I show her Bill Burr, she'd be like, this guy's great. I was like, I know, but she's like, it's I like, took my parents to see uh, Paul Rodriguez. Oh yeah, and they were so excited. My dad was too. Because we used to watch Born in East LA. Like yeah. that was like their generation. Quicksilver. I remember they're watching. so excited. My dad's but. like. That's why I thought I could do comedy too, because I was yeah. like, "Oh, this guy has my last name. Like, oh, we yeah. could do this." I was like, "I could do this. I, I could do, do this." Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. It, and actually, that's a bigger thing. That's like, I don't even know how to get into it, but Barbie, I was just thinking of you because you're a teacher. But like, be representing whoever you are for like a, a younger generation. Like, it's powerful mm-hmm. if like kids see a Latino comic or a female comic or a female Latino comic. You know, like, because then you go, "Oh, I can do that." Yeah. Yeah. It's I don't know why I'm looking at you, Barbie, but that's true, right? She's an educator. Well, yeah, I feel like if I had had seen more people like me, then mm-hmm. I would have maybe done it earlier. Mm-hmm. But even from my earliest memories, I remember I love sitcoms. We watched Three's Company. Sounds weird. I would always like. The character with brown hair? Yeah, the darker Because it looks like you. Yeah. Right? So I was always a fan of Janet instead of mm-hmm. Chris. But Chrissy was so popular. Or whenever like there was like too. a brunette, um, you know. The angel, hero. the Charlie's angel brunette. Same thing. Right. Like. Or even Punky Brewster I really uh, liked. Punky, I had a huge I still got She's a huge She's so crush. cute. A moon Soleil or something? Uh, moon Soleil Moon Fry. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, wish yeah. she would do more. I'm like, I would watch the shit out of whatever she did. She's so yeah. cool. She married Jason Goldberg, I think. And he was the co-producer of Punk. He's yeah. Pretty, he's pretty hot. Yeah, yeah. He's like a ton of Anyways, I know these things. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, I love your Europe story because it's actually the perfect, um, you know, we talk about a wing podcast. It's like, let's get some wings and talk. You know, uh-huh. it's like, and that's, like, I, you blew my mind. I was like, I didn't even, I didn't even think I know because when I said it, you're like, what? Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. You, first, I was like, you stole money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was, Did you ever have to pay that back? No, or? no, no. I paid it back probably, like, in karma because um, some <laughs> Some other shit has been happening in my life, but uh, yeah, I'm also a recovered alcoholic and addict, so it's like I've been clean now for seven years. Congratulations! Yeah, That's yeah. Great. So I've been doing that, and then, um, but yeah, no, it was, it was a trip. Like, 
I had stopped actually for a while, and then um, I had stopped. Dry, I dry knuckled it though, and like I or white knuckled it. I'm sorry. Dry, dry knuckled it. That's Just a whole get different some move. That's a whole different that. move. That was <laughs> that was back in high school, and I didn't know how to do that. Uh, but um, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah no so i had i had white knuckled it for like three years and then um i came back into stand-up and i um i got a gig in australia really so i went to australia like six months in i got a gig in australia and i was like okay cool um and i went and i i was like you know what i'm in australia i could i could drink again like it's been three years like uh, you know what i can i can i, can, it, I deserve it you know yeah. like it's i i i'm doing stand-up i'm doing good and Day one, I land and um, I'm kicking it at this. Uh, th- I'm in. The, I'm at a hostel, but then like I, I meet up with these, this girl and and she was like, she goes, um, I have uh, eight roommates, and I go, damn, that's a lot of roommates. And she was like, in a one bedroom apartment. I go, I have to see this, you know. So she took me to the apartment, and it was great because. It was eight roommates, and they were all from different parts of the world. Like, there was two from Brazil. There was two from France. There was one from San Diego. She was from San Diego. There was uh, another girl from Sweden. And then there was uh, a couple other people, too. And I was like, and it was just so much fun. And we're just hanging out. And then um, she was like, do you want anything to drink? And I go, yes, I do. And so I had a Jack and Coke, and then I had five after that. And then he had an eight-way. Yeah, I tried. Yeah, I tried. (laughs) (laughs) But I had a whiskey dick, so it was all bad. No, uh, like, there's a lot of that going around. <laughs> but yeah, as soon as I got drunk, though, I was like, I was like, yo, man, you guys get coke on this island? And then they're like, and then these Australian, because I started kicking with these rugby cats. Um, and they were like, uh, they were like, hey, Mike, we get heaps and loads of it. And so I was like, fuck it, let's run it. And before you know it, like, I don't really remember Australia. Oh, wow. I did, I did stand up, I did my stand up and stuff like that. And then a lot of people from the hostel came out, we all kicked it. And I, but I mean, it was fun, man. And then uh, I came back home and I was like, okay, I'm not going to. Uh, that was just for uh, Australia when I come um, back. But after a while, it just I was like I started watching Pittsburgh Pirates games and and Atlanta Braves games during the day and getting drunk at bars just for the excuse, you know. And I don't care. My team is Oakland A's, so it's like why am I watching? It was just the excuse to get drunk and then oh. do more blow and kick it. And before you know it, like I started calling in on gigs and not doing stuff and and I start. So the what happened was. When I stopped, my final, my final thing, like, oh, so I was on a four-day bender. I'm sorry, I talk a lot. I'm sorry. It's fascinating. So keep going. <laughs> no, I want to hear about the how it, your. Uh, so my crescendo. my bottom. Uh, hey, what's up, Mike? So uh, their wings are somewhere right here, somewhere around. Are they, are we did we kill them? Okay. Maybe. That's what happens when you're late, Mike Paramore. You don't get any wings. Actually, Mike, if you just go and order some, just tell them to put it on my tab. It's fine. Cool. Okay, we're gonna get back to our podcast. <laughs> no, um, so uh, um, so the, my last night, my last night of drinking, um, or my last night of getting all fucked up was uh, it was uh, I was on a four day bender, and I was kicking it. As a matter of fact, uh, my he's like my half cousin. Uh, I was kicking with him. He had just got out of prison, and um, so we're just, we're kicking it. And like three years, like I got sober, but then like three years later, like he ended up killing his girlfriend in, in a oh hotel room. Yeah, on like Thanksgiving. And so I was like, that's crazy because, like, if I were still fucking around, I'd have probably been kicking it with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I could have been guilty by association. I could have probably yeah. been drunk or fucked up and passed out on the yeah. couch or something like that. And that would have went down and I'd have been involved. I was like, that just, it blows my that brain. That's your wake up call? Yeah, that God, you know, is, is watching over. So I, um, so, so what happened with my, four, my uh, so, so this is what happened. I'm getting fucked up all this time. I'm up and I've been kicking it. And I'm not even fucked up, though. Like, I got a light buzz. I'm just, I'm, I'm even. You know, I'm normal. It's weird. And I was like, okay. And I'm watching, um, 
Bernie Mac's documentary that his daughter made for him called I Ain't Scared of You Motherfuckers. The, uh, uh, you, the, 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 the Def Jam set. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but it's like one of the best sets ever. So Bernie Mac goes on to Def Jam, and Def Jam is shot in New York, and it's supposed to be the hardest crowd ever. And so the guy that goes up before him bombs. And so he goes out there, and he's just like... I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. And they just start going crazy. And he goes, kick it. And the DJ kicks the music on. They didn't even rehearse it. He just, it just, it just all flows. Bop. And he's like, yeah. And then he just tells about just to cut it. And he goes, I don't think y'all understand. And then I was like, ah, he goes like, and then he goes into a joke, setup, punchline. And he goes, kick it. After he did it, and bye, and the movie called. And it just, it's a fuck, it's a ride. And it's a fucking thing. And I'm looking at it and I'm watching it and I'm excited. I'm getting hyped. And I'm thinking in my head, like, so this is to get to this point. Um, I, 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 when I was in high school, I didn't, I didn't. I went to seven high schools. I got kicked out of the district and shit like that. I never got to go to a prom. I never got to be in a yearbook or anything like that because I, I come from. I was homeless and shit at one point too in high school. But um, I've never been in an officiated game. You know, I've never been in a, a softball or a baseball, basketball, soccer. I don't know what that feels like. So when people watch sports. They have context. They know what it feels like when you score a basket. You're like, oh, I know what it feels like when people clap. I know what that feels like when some, when you have a room and you're killing and you're flowing and it feels great and you just like are on a ride and you're taking them here and you're taking them there and it's just like nobody else knows what that feels like but a certain amount of people. And I was like, I know what that feels like. I do that. And then I realized I don't do that anymore. I do this. I sit here, I drink, I do coke, and I just, I don't even like doing this. I'm just used to it. And I was like, but I like doing that. And why am I not doing that anymore? And it's like, because I'm doing this. And I was like, all right. And like I said, I talked about God for a minute earlier. But like, so I know if, if anybody has a problem with God, don't worry. God don't got a problem with you. Just relax. Take it easy, you know. But for me, that's what happened. Like, God didn't speak to me. Like, people say, God talked to me. Like, God didn't talk to me. It felt more like the force. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I knew what to do. Like, all of a sudden, I had the answer. And so I got up the next day, and I went to a meeting. And I went to a meeting, and I got to the meeting. And I went all the way to, like, the last minute, and I got up. I didn't know what I didn't know that at the time, but now I know that it was a panic attack. I had a panic attack, and I don't know why I had it. I was like, I don't know why I just got so like hot and flushed, and I and I left. But I made myself come back at the seven o'clock meeting, and I finished that because I was like, I have to finish a meeting. And uh, I realized later on the reason why I got it. The reason why I got it was because in that room of just crazy people and you know nutsos talking about their problems and like that, I realized, oh. These people know what I'm talking about, and they understand. Like they understand me. Like I and and I don't even know these people. And everything they're saying is exactly what I've been thinking, and they're contextualizing it. And then I realized I'm safe in this room of crazy people. But now I got to go back into the world, and I'm unsafe, and with a whole bunch of crazy people. And I was like, oh no, like what? Fuck. And then <laughs> and then so I I I, can't, I kept going back. I kept going back, and I finally I found a sponsor, and my sponsor was great because my sponsor. Um, when I first met him, he had told me, he's like, uh, he says, he says, you, he says, take down my number because I'm never going to call you. And I was like, what? That's hella rude. And he was like, no, no, no. <laughs> he goes, because I don't want what you have. You want what I got. Now, I'm not your babysitter. I'm not the one that's going to get you sober because that's not my job. My job is a street sign. I point the way. This is how I'm living a great life, and this is how you're living a shitty life. It's up to you whether you want to take these choices or not. And I was like, all right. And then... You know, I started getting weeks because when I was done, I was done. Like there was no more relapsing for me. I don't even like the word relapsing because for me, I feel like it's a lawyer word just to get you out of the things. So then he told me this too. This is we're gonna bring it back to comedy. I'm not, I don't want to get too much into <laughs> the thing. But he told me this. He had finally seen me do stand up, 
And he goes, you're very funny. He goes, you know that. And I go, I'm trying. He goes, no, you're, you're very funny. He goes, you know why you're funny? And I go, why? He goes, because you talk a lot of truth. He goes, you're not up there saying punchlines. He goes, you're just, you're just talking a lot of truth. He goes, what better way to see truth than with a clear mind and clear eyes? He goes, I was like, whoa, poof, blew my brain. I was like, okay. And he goes, he says, I'm going to tell you something right now you're not going to believe. He goes, you're going to be a better comedian than you ever were when you were drunk, you know, or, or out there. He goes, and I go, I go, you're crazy. He goes, I know, you think I'm crazy. He goes, but I'm not. He goes, because you think comedy and tragedy go together, correct? And I go, yeah. He goes, okay, let's say that's true. You're 30 years old now. You have 30 years of tragedy to pull from. I think you're pretty done. I think you have enough. And I was like, you're right. And I was like, okay. And it just blew my brain. And he's right. Like six months after that, I started getting winning awards. I started going on the road more. I was being more reliable. People, I had, um, you know, I started getting my life together. And then, and now I just, you know, I still, I still go to meetings when I'm on the road. Like, you know, I sponsor cats too as well. I'm still in the rooms. Like I still, I'm, like, I don't talk the talk. I, I still walk the walk. Same thing with, like, with stand-up. Like, yeah. like, I help as much as possible as I can. Like, I'm, I'm always trying to advocate for the, the, the underdog or, you know, I'll, I'll, when I'm home uh, off the road, I will have – because I'll, I'll have writing sessions. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll be at the IHOP. I'm like, I'm here at 2 o'clock to 8 o'clock. If anybody wants to come and we write and we can write. And I don't know how you guys write together in a group, but I have this, this method where it's like – you know, you come and you tell your joke and then everyone around the table gives you a tag or their idea or their avenue with how they see that joke. And you could take whatever you want or you could leave whatever you want. And then we go to the next person. And before you know, we try to do at least two rounds of that. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So that's what that's how I do that. And, um, you know, and I just because uh, what happens is same thing with I, I use a lot of paradoxes. Though. The same thing with it. So to, to stay sober, I have to be in the rooms. I have to be helping other people because yeah. then I'm no longer thinking about myself yeah. when I'm helping somebody else out. Yeah. So therefore, like with stand-up, same thing. If I want to get better at stand-up, I got to start helping other people out too, especially the younger cats or people that because I was like, I remember you were at, and I can't let myself rest on my laurels because I, then I'll be lame and, and lackluster and just, just, just yeah. become that bitter person. So I got to keep it going. So, so, okay, hold on a second, Carlos. <laughs> God. <laughs> I'll shut up. I, no, 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 no. But I want to take a second and really appreciate. Thank you so much for sharing such like an honest, truthful, and inspiring story. Because I'm really moved. Um, it really moves me when somebody kind of has that moment where you're like, this is what I'm supposed to do, and this is where I need to go. Mm -hmm. So that was really inspiring. Thank you for that. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, take a breath on that one. <laughs> I was like over here like crying by myself. I know, I'm like <laughs> I, I see you tearing up and I was like I go, "Oh fuck, let me just make I was like, let me bring it back to comedy." Uh, no, okay. no, no. No, no, I love that. I love because uh, yeah. Well, that's where I find it's real and it's honest like you said and that's what makes you a good comic or that's what people like, can relate to and and like grab on and identify with. Yeah, cuz for me the, the things that are funny are things that are true. Like I like when when I when I when I like to write or when I like to come up with ideas. I like so when I was when I was when I was living. Hold on, how do you come up with your ideas? This is what I was gonna tell you. So I heard this quote. I read this quote. I, I don't know if you guys. There's a book called Bartlett's Quotes or some shit like that or something. But anyway, so I read this quote and it said, "Make people think, and they will hate you. But if you make people think that they are thinking, they will love you." Hmm. And I was just like, "Boom!" That you know. So basically, if you inspire someone to have an idea, they're like, "You know what? You know who gave me this great idea? Oh man, I love him so much." So it's like that, as opposed yeah. to like when you start talking, like say politics, like oh, I don't want to hear all about that. She's making me think too much. I'm just trying to relax. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's kind of like that kind of thought process. So when I started writing, I was like, I like the idea when I do say the joke, 
people laugh at the joke, and they also, after they laugh at the joke, like, you know what? I never thought of that. That's fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a great way to look that. at it. So that's what I like to, I like to write in a, in a surprising left field type of thing, or just like a, I just go deeper into it too. Because when you're a kid, yeah. you think a lot. Because you have time to think. But when you're an adult, you don't because you're like, I, I can't relax yet because I have to do A, B, C, and D before I finally get to relax. And then when I do relax, let me set up tomorrow so I can just get that done faster. Right, right. But when you're a kid, you get, to, you get to explore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You get to enjoy yourself and have fun. I think that's really nice to hear, especially at this point, is probably a lot of us as comedians are like, how do I, okay, I want to I catapult or I want to like push forward. I want to like build. I want to get to an hour. You know, like, how do I do that? And I love, I love getting those kind of ideas. Your writing group, too, I really like. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to Sacramento just to go to the IHOP. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, um, cause there's, cause, cause when you're a kid, kids, it's fun. Because when you're a kid, like, kids don't go, they don't have, they don't have too many thoughts. They just like to do, they just, boom, we're going to have fun. We're going to do it. Ah, they don't have a, you never seen kids on a, on a playground have a meeting on how they're going to have fun. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They just go and do, and it's like, and that's freeing and it's fun. So when you're on stage and you're having fun and you're not sticking to your material or your script that you have, because after a while you'll stick to it so much that you rely on it and you become, you're just reciting a monologue. Right. And then you're, tape, then you're just tape pressing, you know, play on your tape recorded set and doing the motions. But if you're, basically in the moment and having fun and then before you know you're, you're, you're like I like it after a while you're like I like that and you, you look like you're having fun and people want to root for yeah. you when they see you having fun they're like I want to have fun like right, they start right. smiling too and they're like oh this is funny it's just it's infectious yeah. when you are enjoying yourself absolutely mm. oh my gosh thank you so much Carlos Rodriguez uh, real quick what did you think about the wings that we had here at Southside Tavern they sucked no they're not I'm, not gonna, I'm, just, joking, I'm just joking they're great they're great okay Every, did you guys enjoy your wings alright they were really good Flats, you're a flats girl. Do you like the the dry rub is good? For some reason, the dry rubs feel like they're hotter, like in temperature. They don't get soggy with the wet sauce. So I've turned into a dry rub kind of person. I want to ask you this. I don't know if this is a lame question, but you people from Sacramento, did mm -hmm. you guys like the movie Lady Bird? Um, I seen it and um, it's okay. Did you like it? Um, it's all right. People it's a, I'm I'm in Gre what, Greta Gerwig. It yeah. was like her love letter to Sacramento. Her did you see it that way or? You're just like, no, bitch. <laughs> yeah, um, it was like, I, I want to leave here. I hate this place. And it's like, I like it. I love it. I never left it, you know? Right. And um, it's a, it's a. It, <laughs> oh, so you loved it, Barbie. I mean, I didn't live in Sacramento. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Antigua is like, is, a, is like an hour away. Is that butter in Spanish? Monte or it's, Monteca. Or Monteca, you know? Monteca, yeah. Lard. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's. It's just a, uh, I don't know, because I didn't live that life. She left. She lived a different life on the team. I hear you. So yeah. it's like, I mean, from a perspective of a, of a young white lady uh, who went to a, a private school. Yeah. I, that's her story, but that's not my story sure. from Sacramento. Like I, I didn't want to leave. I I have a really ridiculous thing where I have I have a loyalty to. I I'm, I'm like I don't know if it's a Latin thing or some shit like that, but it's like if you're with that's that's who you are. This is yours. This you own it and you keep it going. Like like <laughs> like like. Uh, like sometimes in Latino families, you may not even like the sports team, but your dad likes it, so right. you like it, yeah, goddamn yeah, it, yeah. and you and you own it. And so it's like, like that's what I, I like. So if my if this is shit, this is my shit. Yeah. You know, so I don't give a fuck. Like I'm not gonna talk shit on it. Yeah. And if I do, only I can. Yeah. I'm not letting nobody else do it. Sacramento. I like Sacramento. It's not mine, but I like how people love it so much. Like who, where they're from. Mm -hmm. And I remember studying about it um, back in the well. 
in college studying and learning about like the migrant farm worker like unionization and Cesar Chavez and the walk and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, there's so much like rich history and culture here. So I was thought that area is so yeah, like Someone special. brought me up earlier uh, as a San Francisco comic and I was like, fuck no. Like, that, uh, yeah, you were here that day, right? Were you here? Yeah. Oh yeah, I was like, oh no, no, I'm not Sacramento. I'm, I'm from Sacramento. I am not from San Francisco. It's because big difference. It's, yeah, it's a big difference. And plus, like, I'm proud of where I'm from. I, just because yeah. people don't know that's where Sacramento's at, don't I don't give a fuck. You know, right. like, now I'll, you I'll, do. I'll let you know. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll represent hardcore. Like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because that, that's another thing too. Like, I was very a, a big proponent on in my in my stand-up scene. I was like, you guys got to be good. I go because you're gonna go out in these festivals and they're gonna say you're from Sacramento and you got you're now you're a representative mm-hmm. of our stand-up community so you can't eat shit so I'm hard on I'm hard on the comics over the in in my area. Good. Fuck all that noise. Good. I'm sorry. I'm, I love it. I'm getting all passionate and shit. I'm like, oh pussy ass. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Oh my gosh, I've learned so much and I'm like my mind's like. Pew, pew. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to keep talking later and like uh, pick your brain a little bit more. But I've had such a good time. Have you guys had a good time? Um, really quick before we wrap up, Carlos, what do you want in the next like one to three years? If this was a vision board and everything comes true that people put, say on uh-huh. this podcast um, that they want. So what do you want in the next one to three years for comedy, for your life, for whatever? Fuck, man. I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I is have, there a venue you want to perform at? Is there a, somebody you want to work with? Do you want to? You know what's funny? What? You know, Go uh, to Europe. It's a. Uh, I don't. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I, I live. Um, I have. Uh, I, I used to live with a lot of expectations. So when those expectations didn't get meet, I would get really disappointed and depressed. So I don't keep. I don't put my expectations. There's. There's goals, I guess you could say. But like, yeah. my goals are 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 are, are day to day ones. So it's like my goals are very like I mean people are going to say they're like oh those are low goals or low expectations and it's like no my goal is to is to eat healthier to be happier to make uh, to to make more friends or to be more more of service and stuff like that those things so it's like so whatever comes out of those is a byproduct of of living right living healthy and correctly and then um, I get rewarded because I I started noticing my my wants. And my needs are two different things. And if when I start paying attention more to my wants, my life gets shitty because my needs are taken care of. Like I have money in my pocket. I I don't have any health problems. I yeah. get to do my childhood dream and talk to people, make them laugh, and get paid for it. I yeah. get to, I I no longer I get to talk to, to to people that used to drink during the day, and now I talk to people at night that do drink. <laughs> you know, so so those are that's I I, I don't I tend not to like try to like sure put sure too much those on are that. really good goals though. Yeah. Um, I like it. Um, I have, I, I, I love that feeling of um, when you do something away from you and, and pay it forward, how things come back to you. And I, I've mm. known anytime I get to, I say bratty, mm. or if I get to, meh, it's like do something for somebody else. And then I feel like everything magically kind of like balances out. I had a, a, my sponsor gave me this exercise one time. He goes, do something for somebody, but don't tell them. And I was like, oh, fucking why? <laughs> and then I realized because... You're trying to be a good person. You're not trying to get something out of something. You're yeah. not because then you start having a little mental agenda, and you start yeah yeah be a good, yeah be a good human yeah because you start having a little mental agenda. Wendy Singer is wearing a tank top that says "Be a good human." Yeah. And stop looking at my boobs. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. It doesn't say that. It just says "Be a good human." Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I start. Um, I'll I'll just grab a thank you card and and like say thanks to somebody who helped me out or whatever. Uh-huh. It's kind of what I do when I get a little too like crazy or. Bratty. Yeah, but like, I like that. Like I'll recommend someone for for certain clubs or certain things yeah. like that. But I, I'm not. I don't hit them up and be like, "Hey, guess what I did for you today?" Yeah, I, I'm just like, that's um, lame. I'm just like, whatever. Um, 
because I don't want to be that guy as well, too. I mean, I like that feeling, but I know it's the wrong thing to do. <laughs> Only to, like, yeah. my best friends. I'm like, guess what I did for you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's really nice. Thank you so much for oh, being here. This was yeah. fantastic. Where can people find you, Carlos Rodriguez? Uh, uh, when is this coming out? I don't know. Whenever I feel like. <laughs> Mary's, oh, like, pro- like Mary's like, actually, it's not. I just wanted to talk to you. I got <laughs> <laughs> This is how I trick boys. We just had a date. Did you know that? There was food. There was drink. We talked. I know about you. Guess yeah. what? It's first base. She's like, um, yep. Yeah, straight up Mexican. We're married now. <laughs> <laughs> we call my mom. No, um, probably within two weeks. Okay. Uh, then tomorrow. I. Uh, uh, oh, maybe tomorrow. Okay. Well, then I'm uh, at Carlos Comedy uh, on Instagram and, and YouTube or uh, all that other shit. Uh, Oh, my website is carlosishelladumb.com. Carlos Carlos is hella dumb. And you said hella, of course. That's so NorCal. (laughs) So NorCal. I I let them know. (laughs) Love it. You guys, thank you so much for being here with the Live Wings and Friends. I've had the best time. My name is Mary Upchurch. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.